Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the World with Nate podcast. This podcast was created to shed light on some of the stories and lessons that we accrue during our time here. My hope is that those stories will bring us all together in this thing that we all call life. My hope for this podcast episode is that you find it both enlightening and enjoyable. So, sit back and relax. I want you to enjoy the ride. Special thanks to my friend Buck Kurt of Hawkeye Storage and Consulting for helping me bring Season 2 of The World with Nate to YouTube. Just give me one second. It won't take long. <laughs> These boots last made their appearance at a Tim McGraw concert. The Tim McGraw concert. In Utah. <laughs> so for those friends who are close to me, they know exactly what that means. <laughs> they know exactly what it's all about. And for the PETA people out there or whoever, I mm -hmm. am pretty sure these are fake. <laughs> but they look cool. Okay, just don't read the tag. No, yeah, I won't so. read the tag. Hopefully it's made in America. <laughs> so, hello everyone. Welcome back to season two, our last episode of season two for this year. And I had to make it special, hence the boots. I'm speaking... <laughs> to Georgette and Georgette is a cowgirl and she has a horse and I thought what a perfect opportunity to speak to somebody who's doing something unique and chasing her passion. So mm -hmm. Georgette, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here. I'm Hell excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited to get into detail. So uh, I've been following you for a while. We have a mutual friend mm -hmm. um, and you work at that establishment and we'll get into all that. Yeah. But uh, it, it just strikes me as so amazing that somebody in today's world uh, can chase their passion against all the odds. And that's what I got from you. So yeah, for sure. For welcome sure. to the world with Nate. Thanks. <laughs> so you're living your dream. I and am. this dream uh, to you, I want to hear what it's from somebody in the shoes mm -hmm. and not fake. Yeah, yeah. What the definition of cowgirl is to you? So that was that, like that was the first question that yeah. you sent that yeah. was on the list, and I, I mean it took me a good forty five minutes to think about it because I was like, there's several ways to answer that question, and most people you'll hear the term buckle bunny Kay. in the rodeo community, which all is right. somebody that goes and buys all the clothes. <laughs> so me, the, 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 the non <laughs> yeah, the non pita boots, and yeah. <laughs> um, will you know just go to rodeos and act, like dress the part, and so. There's, there's that. There's somebody that is out on the ranch roping. They're doing all the stuff, you know, doing all the real cowboy nitty-gritty. Right. But then for me personally, my definition of a cowgirl or cowboy is it's a personality. Hell yeah. So a huge, like, my friend Marissa, like, she just started riding in the Western saddle this year. I like it. But I would say she's been a cowgirl her whole life just yeah. because of her personality. For me, a cowgirl is somebody that knows how to get down in the nitty-gritty when it's when the rubber meets the road and it's hard and you can keep pushing through, um, somebody that saves the tears for behind closed doors, but can go through the moment of hard hardships. Oh yeah. And then somebody that knows how to, I mean, big thing, the core personality of a cowgirl is, can you persevere through anything? I that's, love it. That's a cowgirl. That's the main stitching that holds a cowgirl together. That would, that would be my definition of a cowgirl. So a, girl or a boy that can persevere through Hell anything yeah. so and the uh the horses the cows the, yeah that's that's all just yeah extra. that's just that comes with the package Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh what was your initial uh entry into this we had spoke uh, off camera um i have two little girls and mm -hmm. they have dreams of having horses in our backyard in yeah. the town which can't happen <laughs> yeah what what was your experience like as a kid your first so, memories how did i get into it so me and i was 
three years old, and my parents lived in Davenport, Iowa, in a, okay. in a, in a, just Davenport in a small house. Town? And, in, in town? In town, okay. yeah. My mom grew up doing horses. Like, okay. she trained her own. She did 4-H with them. Like, I mean, she did did it all on her own. Um, she married my dad. They moved into town. And I remember my first core memory of getting into horses was I asked my mom what her favorite animal was. She was like, well, horses. And then ever since then, I would, like, lope around like one, get on my hands and knees like Heck one, they yeah. all the time <laughs> like one. And so, I, I mean, I did that and collected the toy horses and stuff like that till I was, like, eight when we finally moved out to the country and we Bri- got our briar? first briar briar yeah the little briar yeah, horses yeah, yeah so you know your stuff. Yeah, I know <laughs> a little bit a little bit but we we moved out to the country and we got our first horse and i remember the first morning that he was home i was so excited so i ran out to the barn to go look and he was gone your horse and my horse was gone and mom had gotten a cup of coffee and saddled him and rode down the road at like five Dang, o'clock in the and you didn't she, even know i didn't know because she was so itchy for it just like i was that is awesome and i mean it, ever since then that's how i got into horses which then led into me getting into rodeo about the age 13 i was at a 4-h event and a girl that also that was competing against also rodeoed which was before i had and she came up to me at the end of the at the very end of the show and was like, have you ever thought about doing Iowa, Iowa Junior High School Rodeo? Okay. I looked at her, I was like, you, what? You, want me, you think I can rodeo? She was like, oh yeah, she's like, you got what it takes. I just started crying. Wow. Like, I started bawling my eyes out because I, I just didn't see myself as rodeo because I, I see those girls in those pens and I'm like, these girls are badass. Like, yeah. they're out there doing all this heavy stuff, pull, you know, um, I didn't think I was made cut from that cloth. Right. You know? Wow. And, yeah. And so the fact that she saw me and was like, oh, yeah, you should, you should totally get into rodeo. I was like, oh, OK. Wanted you to be part of the team. Yeah. Wanted me to be a part of that culture. So we I mean, I did. And then that fall, we guess I signed up and he started rodeoing. And ever since then. It's so just you rodeo. signed up. What does that look like? So what are the uh, opportunities, I guess, at that age? So for for getting into rodeo. There's different associations okay. that you can be a part of. So when you see rodeos here at the McElroy or the Hippodome, yep. I guess now, um, it's not always the same rodeo people at that one. Like okay. So there's different associations you can be a part of, kind of like clubs, okay. I guess. And so there's several in Iowa. Like It's a very niche kind of group. Okay. You don't really – I mean, you could be sitting next to somebody at any restaurant that's dressed like a normal person, and they could very much rodeo. Yeah. And you would never know. Right. Like It's a very much – backdoor kind of thing especially for the midwest in iowa yeah it's very especially for iowa it's very small you are the Um, only person i really know associated with that you know of that i know we're like batman (laughs) (laughs) secretly hiding yeah 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 Yeah. so it's so there's like different associations so you just have to i mean basically it's sign up and get a permit or sign up and get a membership card and then once you have that you're in and And then how do you learn the skills that's so like again, I said, like my family, we I'm, I'm first generation rodeo, right? Is what I am. So, but horse people, to be but fair, but horse people, yeah. yeah. So, um, I barrel race. That's my okay. main event. So, and I I know a little bit of roping, not enough that I would compete in it. Not okay. that good. But my sis, my youngest sister, Riley Rosique, she she breakaway ropes, okay. and you just literally decide. 
I'm going to I'm going to do this. You pick up the rope and you start learning. Start learning. Start learning. Yeah. And it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And eventually you compete. Man. And eventually, I think she's been doing it now for two years. And she's just, this year was her first year actually competing. But it's taken her two years to get her arm strength. Yeah. To get her aim down. There's like, a lot that goes into it, There's a lot it, right? that goes into it. Timing and mm-hmm. yeah. your, the horse and you have it's to. It's a lot of um, melody that yeah. goes into it. Yeah. yeah. It really, I'm sure is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're young and starting this stuff. What what are the opportunities like for mentor? What's the rodeo culture like? You know, you're this young little girl coming into this an big, adult yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like the culture with rodeo and the mentors that you can have in it. Rodeo is is definitely a, f- a family. Like we're not. It's not one person out for themselves. Like if you have a question, you can go up to any rodeo other rodeo athlete and be like, hey, I don't know what to do. Like, this is what's going on with my horse. Or I have never seen this before. Like, can you yeah. can you in, inform me or educate me on this subject or question I have? And the, I have seen people literally stop everything they're doing to look at you and, and discuss something with you. And that's, that's more the culture. It's very family-oriented, whether you're blood or not. Right. If you're in rodeo, we're, the, we're the cut from the same cloth, we're the same breed. We're yeah. our own band of brothers here, so... You know, even though we're competing against each other, we're morally, mostly competing against a clock yeah. more than we are against each other. That's so. a cool sentiment to mm-hmm. hear. Yeah. And it's the right mind, sh- mind frame, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you're going through so many of those experiences with other people. Mm-hmm. And to stack yourself against them doesn't make as much sense no, as to use them. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. So um, your first your first uh, competition was barrel mm-hmm. racing? Yes. As a the young for, yeah for rodeo for barrel racing was you hop on the horse mm-hmm. explain that situation so it's a clover leaf pattern so you can go either to the left or right barrel first it's your choice it's your choice you and the horse whatever yep. you decide whatever they're work. most comfortable with because majority of horses are left-handed the opposite huh. of humans <laughs> so you would want to go to the right barrel first so you have two left turns it's easiest huh. for them so, yeah yeah so that's well, there's that's your, why there's your, most... there's your cool fact about yeah. horses for the day wow. <laughs> most of them are left-handed so yeah, you do a cloverleaf pattern, you'll go to your right or left barrel first. Um, I can't really explain. You have to, like, really see the yeah, pattern. Yeah, and so. I'll share pictures yeah, of all yeah, that for good, people. Yeah, good, good. And so, yep, and then you make your run, and you cross the timer once, cross the timer twice, your run's complete, and they give you your, your time. And you're racing and, against other people's times. Yes. You can do that the yep. fastest. Yep. When you hit a barrel, is that? It depends on the place. So usually jackpots. So those are just barrel racing events. Okay. If you hit a barrel, it's disqualification. Okay. Because that's premium. That's there's money involved. Like Hell there's yeah. like big money involved, like a thousand dollars added money. Kind okay. Of thing. Um, and it's just barrel racing. So and usually there's like fifty to sixty minimum wow. competitors at those events. So that really narrows it down. Yeah. Like really gets it. Down to like the few. These people are here to grind. Yeah. And then rodeo, <laughs> it's five second penalty. So there's okay. still 40, 60 runners at these events. Yeah. But um, now it's just like five second penalty because with rodeo, what if everybody that night knocks a barrel? Right. They still need to have a winner. They still need to have winners. So yeah. the top five, top three will win the checks. Yeah. Now, like at jackpots, it's split into half seconds. There, there's a lot of different yeah. like, rules with that. That's why I go more barrel racing rodeo because it literally comes down to the top five yeah. of who's the best out the of best. 60. So, yeah. yeah. Which is super cool. It's intense. So <laughs> are, when you select your horse for this event, yeah. is that uh, there's barrel racing horses that there's are There's bloodlines, yeah, for, for this. And there's, 
So it really comes down to like the writer. Like my yeah. the second oldest, Ramsey Rosique is my sister. She um she is more of your kind of writer that can quiet any horse down. She can take the most wound up horse and, and just calm them. I am the opposite. I am what you would call an electric booty. As soon as I sit in the saddle, that horse is up. Let's go. You do you know? think that has anything to do with personality? Oh, everything. Okay. Everything. <laughs> everything. So, yeah, it's like she she can bring one down. Like they she, feed, and maybe. And they feed off of your energy. Huh. Yeah. They can hear your heartbeat from four feet away. Wow. Horses can. Yeah, wow. that's how sensitive they are to things. So, I mean, I get up there. They feel everything. The that second I'm you walk into the barn. They're like, she's here. You know, <laughs> she's here. Yeah. That and is awesome. They, uh. What magnificent beasts, yeah, you know. they are. Yeah, they yeah. really are. Yeah. So, like, mine, I try to pick horses that are bred um, kind of cross with, like, running bred, which are the horses that are already wound up, bred to be wound. Okay. So tight turn yeah, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. crossed with horses that are more, you know, relaxed. So that way it's kind of even keel, maybe. even keel a little bit. But all my right. sister, she wants them where they're like spunky all the way because my sister can climb on my horse that's, I think, pretty wound up. And she'll be like, this thing is a deadhead. Turns it down. Yeah. She's like, he don't even huh. want to move. And I'm like, well, he wants to move for me. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're doing, you know. But yeah, but, that's yeah, it's, awesome. It's just the different types of riding disciplines. You really got to know yourself before you start buying a horse, yeah. before you start looking into that knowing what's my personality type. What, now I got to find an honest assessment, yeah. you know, not what you want to be. Not what you want to be. Unfortunately, yeah. like, cause I would love to own a right. full running bread horse. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh yeah, all these things. But I know, okay, for myself, I really need to have some, a horse with a very logical thinking brain, a horse that's not reactive. To compliment. To, yeah, compromise more for yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like what I, you said what I yeah. <laughs> For what I am, so yeah. but yeah, that's how that's how I would choose my horse yeah. to compete on. So hell yeah, and it's different for every person. And it's then. different for every person. There's no one cut dry way to do it. So, so. when you're saying competing in the in the rodeo, um, I've been to tons of rodeos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most familiar one maybe is Edgewood Rodeo. Are okay. you familiar with that one? Um, no. I know I know Edgewood. Okay, but yeah. So they have a, I guess I don't know. So when you're saying. Amateur or professional? Yeah. Is it all the same? Who's entering these? So there's there's different ones. So I, for myself right now, I would be just your like local amateur. Okay. So for when you go to like PRCA or W, um, and I'm familiar PRA, with some of those. Yep. Yeah. So those ones are, uh, you have to have a permit. Okay. Even compete in those. Like you have to p- apply, get your permit, and then your permit you have to be on that until you win a thousand dollars at those rodeos, and then after you win a thousand dollars on that permit. Then you get your pro card. Gotcha. Now you're a, like a licensed gotcha. professional athlete. Gotcha. Like you have a like. So there is a buy-in process. Yeah, like or and, not a buy-in, but like you have to prove yourself. Yeah. Like you can't. Nobody can just call themselves a professional. Right. Like even so, like I've made money rodeoing. Yeah. So you would say, oh, she's a professional because right. she's made money doing it. No, like no, because right. anybody, because it, it's luck of the draw. Everyone some nights, that, maybe. Some nights, yeah. yeah. If I'm the only one that didn't knock a barrel, well, of course I'm winning because yeah. I didn't knock a barrel. But with uh, with PRC and WPRA, it's Proven winners. You got to prove yourself. You got to win an X amount under a permit to even to even get your pro card. So So. that keeps the standard pretty high. Yeah, keeps a very high standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Um, do you have aspirations, goals for that someday? Yeah, I would love to be able to. You know, WPRA. um, uh, Which for anyone that doesn't know, that's Women's Pro Rodeo Association. Yes. So, um, but. Yeah, one day I'd like to do that. That is that is my ultimate cards. goal. Yeah, it's in the cards. Hell and yeah. I have a horse that's the horse I have right now. I think he's got what it takes. Um, it's just making sure 
I am taking the proper steps to not burn him out before then yeah. and make sure I don't burn myself out before yeah. then. You know, yeah. being able to know when to take a big bite and know when to take little nibbles. That's a huge, huge part of it. I mean, like, I could do this now, but it'll be a lot harder to do it now. So if I take smaller steps, and that, yeah. you know, and get there, then it's, yeah. yeah. But if the end result is X and either way you're going to make it. Yeah. Either way we're making yeah. it. Hell yeah. 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 That's a great sentiment to anybody. Mm-hmm. Not just rodeo. You yeah. Know, yeah. In life. For sure. Take the nibbles. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand it when you do. Let her fucking rip. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yep. what's it look like right now for you, rodeo, rodeoing? So I run under like about two associations right now, um, IRCA, which is Iowa Rodeo Cowboy Association, okay. and then Rogue Rodeo okay. is another one I run under. And for anybody wanting to start getting into rodeo, like, and they want like a nice, comfortable environment that's not super intense, yeah. but is extremely welcoming, I highly recommend Rogue Rodeo Production. Hell yeah. They are very very family oriented like um stephanie allgood is who runs it okay. and she her kids will literally be right there in the shoots oh yeah helping with family yeah very family oriented yeah. like um so if your kids are running around nobody cares right like it's like we know we're here to raise babies right for the next you know generation next rodeo yeah, people yeah and like <laughs> yeah. so so that's really their i mean really what's the real core the blood that pumps through rogue rodeo production that i love you know is that a local thing yeah they're iowa based they do uh, minnesota and missouri sometimes as well so yeah they're very much midwest based and irca is as well they're just a lot more intense there's a lot more competitors there and a lot of those people probably have their pro permits and okay. pro cards. Competition might be a little bit mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. Yeah. Different experience. Yeah. Depends different on experience. what you're looking for, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. So those, those are the two associations I run under right now and have been for, um, two years now. Okay. So last year was my first real big year competing with my horse cause All he's right. only five. Okay. So he's new to this. So, so. he's only five. Mm-hmm. Not being a horse person. So you really don't want to start running them till they're like three or four. And what's the reasoning behind that? Their legs. You want to make sure that their their bones are all closed up okay. and that they're able to handle the physical workload that will be demanded of them. Smashing their yeah. hooves. Stopping chasing. suddenly. Yeah. yeah. Chasing calves. Like yeah. that kind of thing. You want to make sure um, they're healthy. They're out of their adolescence. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You want to make sure that they're able to handle, you know, the, the high expectations. Too. Yeah. I'm sure... Right. Well, we talked eight seconds was yep. my favorite movie growing up. <laughs> yep. And the guys pile in the Cadillac mm-hmm. and they're off to the next rodeo. Yep. Every if- every rodeo person loves <laughs> loves eight seconds, like I said off camera earlier. It's it's the notebook romance movie for rodeo people. Yeah. Like I mean I grew up with it on replay. Like, oh, I'm sure. I, was I did too. Edelman. I was yeah. in my living room. Yeah. That was like my <laughs> ultimate dream. I was like, I'm gonna marry a bull rider someday. Yeah. <laughs> then I realized that I'm never going to be a bull rider's be. first love. They're bull riding's their first love. And that's, that's, that's awesome. you just got to know if you're going to date. I'm sure there's some high school girls that might listen to this. Yeah. If you're going to date a bull rider, honey, just know. Like, <laughs> bull riding's yeah, first. Bull riding's first and then maybe your second. Yeah. We'll see. You know, it depends on how they rode. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, speaking of, yeah, that was um, one of my favorites. But, um, yeah, the nonstop go. Oh, it's The constant. second it's done. You're on to the new oh, adventure, yeah. right? I think in July last year, I had 27 rodeos. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Out of, what, 31 days? I think wow. it was in July. Yeah. Didn't stop. No, it didn't stop. No, you kept going. And you, ha- you have to to be seen, right? Like, 
I yeah. imagine to get a foothold inside of these communities, mm-hmm. there's people that dedicate, they're just on the road. They're just on the road. Forever. Yeah, that's all they do. And a uh, big thing, a lot of these, so, so like, I know one family, um, they just live out of their truck and trailer. All the and time. And they, if they're not in, like, so like right now it's down season for Iowa, they're down in Oklahoma rodeoing right now. Wow. So that way they can win money. So that way they can feed the horses and feed themselves. Holy it's, shit. It's their lifestyle. And I mean, any, that I think, dedicated. Yeah. And I think any rodeo person that really does it full time will agree with me. We're just like two steps up from carnies. That's how we live our life. Yeah. I mean, it's ramen noodles so the horses can have good the, hay, the, good hay <laughs> the peak supplements that they need. So it's. I mean, yeah, it's it's like there are that. a lot of those situations in mm-hmm. rode, in rodeo and life yeah. like that. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I remember. I mean, I remember several times where I'd pull a check and I would just go, "Oh my God, my horse can like like my horse Man. got to eat for free this month. Like I didn't have yeah. to take that out of pocket. Like now I can put that in savings and I don't have to worry about my savings going down. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things, rodeo. Um, expensive ass hobby. It's expensive. <laughs> so, I mean, like I'll have people that'll tell me like, well, I can't do it. And I'm like, well, do you want to do it? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to do it. And I'm like, well, then get rid of your iPhone. Yeah. You know? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? Like, sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, I bought a pair of boots that have holes on the bottom of them still. Like, and I will wear these boots for three years and I won't go out and get the new Ariats that just came out or the, you know, I, so I won't, you know, and, or, oh, I, I mean, I remember this year I just bought Wranglers. For the first time, and I didn't even buy them at full cost. I went to a clearance outlet store to get them. Nobody needs to know that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate your authenticity. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't even, I mean, like, the Wranglers I have on right now, I bought them for $9 on the clearance rack because I wanted Wranglers, but for years, I had just gone to Goodwill to shop because I knew I wasn't, I mean, I wanted a rodeo. You wanted to put your money in chasing yeah, the dream. Yeah, and I mean, rodeo entry fees aren't cheap. Horses right. aren't cheap, so. So, to- What's the average month to feed these freaking things? So it completely depends. Like if you're just wanting to get into horses, I would say like $400 a month. <gasps> yeah. For like, that's just for bare pasture board. Minimum. That's bare minimum. Like I would say $400 a month. And that's probably a, a deal. Yeah. I that's mean, pretty good. Like, I don't know how much good. it costs to feed little children. Yeah. <laughs> let, yeah. Alone let alone a freaking horse. Yeah. So I'd say $400 a month minimum, but I know for mine. With and then them, su- you were saying supplementation. Yeah. With food and training? Everything, everything, yeah. So, I mean, it fluctuates because during rodeo season, cost goes up because now I need to like be Gasoline, too. Gasoline, all of it. So, I mean, in the winter, I'll do it with wintertime. We'll do that. Okay, so to winter, make people Yeah, wintertime for, for two horses that I have, it costs me on average 900 to to $1,000 a month for my two. That's with hay. That's with the supplements. And that's just with like a little extra on top for like vet bills maybe that's and other eat. stuff comes up right yeah. like farrier shit costs, all the time all comes that, up yeah all that kind of stuff so. farrier cost yeah what does that mean so you know you have to pay to have their hooves trimmed or put shoes i on. don't know yeah so, so okay so yeah so i'm, I'm a, a lot farrier. of horse people don't yeah so and i'm let's get into it yeah so i'm a farrier that means um horse trimmer horse shoer okay horse shoer yeah so and what did that process look like for you to get into it yeah um I so I knew I wanted a career with horses, okay. whether that be training, being a vet, uh, being a farrier. I wasn't really sure which route I would take, but I knew I didn't want the debt of a vet, yeah. and I didn't want to deal with people when it came to horse training. Okay, <laughs> so I was like, well, those two routes are not happening. That leaves you a farrier. Yeah, it leaves me horseshoeing. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm gonna give it my best shot. So I saved up for two years 
to so I could keep rodeoing. But while also, you're saving. While I'm saving. And I saved and I went down to Oklahoma State Horseshoeing hmm. School and took a six week program okay. to learn how to shoe horses. And Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Went all the way down there. Yeah. They're the best um one one of the best horseshoeing schools in the nation. Hell yeah. So that's I'm, where you chose to go. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. you choose to get your education. Yeah, yes. Hell yeah. Yep. So Went there, six-week program, and I knew going down, I was like, all right, well, we'll know if this is for me within, like, the first week, I'll know. Like You thought that. Yeah. Like, so I went down. Within the first week, I was like, hell yeah. This, this is, is it. You. This is it. <laughs> I love this. Uh, yeah. And, wow. That, that is so yeah, encouraging. Yeah, it was, it was what I wanted, and it was hard. Like, I've known mental game my whole life of having to, like, I mean, push through some hard things. And having to like buckle down and just again cowgirl persevere through it. Yeah. But this was a whole new level because I'm a very emotional person naturally. Okay. And like we've said, like horses can feel everything from you. So being underneath of them and having your torso right along their torso, where both your hearts are just feet away from each other. Yeah. That, I mean, and they're nervous because you're pounding and scraping on their feet, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And And they don't know. They don't know me because I'm just some stranger that walked up to them to start learn to start picking at their learning. I'm also learning in this process, you know, so I'm not doing anything perfect. Um, Yeah, they it was it was intense. I remember my instructors telling me one day because I had to put a horse foot down and I had to walk away, and I was like starting to tear up because I was getting so frustrated. I was like, Oh my god, I can't figure this out. Like I'm getting getting mad, like because I want to be able to do a good job because this I this there. Like I said, like saved up I'm for doing, two I'm years. Saved up two years. Traveled all the way down there, and I'm and I'm gonna do this. Like yeah. this, there's no other way. Like this is it. I got six weeks to get this right. Backed into a wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is gonna happen. Like whether I mean it has to. Yeah. There's no plan B. Right. There's no plan B. So it's kind of like maybe the frustration was coming out of fear, of like you got to get your shit together yeah. and figure this out. And my instructors down at school knew that. Because we had very, a lot of personal conversations, very intimate conversations about um, my career choice and then like what my lifestyle was like at the time. Yeah. And they were like, listen, you got to get a grip. You got to get your emotions in check. You got to center yourself. They're like, I want you to literally think there's a line drawn through your body and just stay on that line while you're trimming. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And this horse would be tugging me to shit. Uh, tugging me this way, <laughs> throwing me against that wall, throwing me on the ground. Yeah, and I'm animal. just having to like not show any sign of any emotion and just, it's fine. It's okay. This is okay. This is fine. This is what fine. What a lesson. <laughs> what a lesson yeah. getting tossed around to just, by that Yeah, like having to literally get the shit kicked out of you and then not literally react, not get frustrated, not throw fists back, just, just handle. Um, I remember one time at school, I had gotten kicked in both my thighs by a chestnut mare. That mare how, is a how much, female horse. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, well, what? No, it's a mare. How, like, how much weight is this horse? Hundreds um, of pounds. They're uh, average about 1,000 a, a to like <gasps> 1,100 pounds. About. That could, if it hits you wrong, it can yeah. kill you. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you get kicked in the head or kicked in the chest, just right, it'll, it'll take you out. I mean, no, no. No questions Is that asked. something you ever even think about while you're there? After this time, it was, like, because I had never been kicked before. Even okay. with my own personal horses, I had never been kicked before. I had just walked around with pure confidence, you know, and this mare, she kicked me in both my thighs, and I remember... How did it happen? Give me the... I was doing the hind legs, Kay. and so I had her up in my lap, and she snatched away from me, and she popped right, <gasps> right in the side of the thigh, and... 
faster than faster than what I was expecting. Because I'm again walking around with pure confidence. Because of your experience. Yeah, because so of my experience with horses so far, I have no nothing to be scared of, you know. And she caught me at the right time and popped me in both thighs, like because I went down to try again. She got me in the other one. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding. Dang. And, and you can't react because they sense that too. Though. Yep. So I got to stay dead inside, basically, just no no feelings. Yeah. And I remember my instructor coming up to me because I was like, I'm not going back down there. I'm, to get I, kicked a third I, time. I'm just gonna get kicked a third time. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, it's fine. Like it's okay. Like here, I'll help you. We'll get your confidence back. And I had to learn to hold him a different way in order to manipulate the joints and the leg so it wouldn't snatch from me again. And a lesson. A lesson and having to like <laughs> learn now now I'm learning how to center fear. Now I have done frustration and now I'm having to learn how to persevere fear of not you know, I got I, this job has to be done. Yeah. Even though I'm physically scared, you know, like I'm scared I'm gonna get hurt physically. You can't let that leak in. I can't let that leak into what I'm doing. Oh yeah. You know, gotta get past the moment, you know. Past the so, moment. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a lot of similarities that with yeah. what you just said. Yeah. My time in the military. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, you know, scary shit happens. Yeah, I can. You got to stay centered mm-hmm. or you're not going to make it through that kind yeah, of Yeah, got to stay centered to make it through. Have to. Balancing. You said this <clears throat> was your, you know, bucket list thing. No way out. No, no way plan out. B. No plan B. What was your life like at that point in time? So I had job yeah um, relationship so i had been married at the time and he's a great guy okay. he's a wonderful man um and we just you know two different people okay. so we ended up getting a divorce and we have a beautiful five-year-old son and it was scary because i'm like okay like there's no plan b i gotta go to school and i gotta come back to i when i gotta make this work because this is what's gonna be you know, paying the bills you know yeah. um and I had been, you know, working warehouse jobs. You know, one wants to work a warehouse job right. for the rest of their been life. Been there, done it. Yeah, like that's just not what we, as little kids, we don't, you know, grow up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a warehouse worker when I grow up. We, we want to be astronauts. We want to be, you know. Yeah, nothing against it. No, no, nothing against that it. that was not your dream. No, no, but no, no kid grows up thinking that, you know. And I grew up thinking I'm going to race horses when I grow up, which I'm doing now, and I want to do horses. That's what my future wants horses. to be. Yeah. And I mean, I remember many times just, I mean, breaking down in my truck, just being like, okay, this is, this is it. Get a grip, get a grip. This is it. And you've got to buckle down. You got to do whatever it takes. I remember right before I went to school, I was working three jobs Jeez. doing it. I was training horses for people uh, just to make extra money to pay for my horses. So I didn't have to count that income. I was working a warehouse job uh, at the Target Distribution Center. Decent job. In decent job. Yeah. I mean, the people can use that to live on for the rest <laughs> yeah, of their life. Yeah, but you don't have $1,000 worth of horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, then I also, um, during the wintertime, helped plow snow for, Wow. you know, um, my friend Eric, who owns Hell Northern yeah. Lawn and Snow. Very cool. Um, just extra just way extra. to make it work. Yeah, and I just remember I was gone a lot. Um, I remember my son constantly asking me, like, Mommy, I miss you. Oh, that's, hard. And that's hard. That right there, so that hard. was the hardest part about going to school for six weeks because I'm in Oklahoma away from my family for six weeks. Yeah. And that was that was the hardest part is, gosh, I hope he knows I'm doing this for him yeah. and that I'm not doing this out of selfish intent, but I'm doing this because I want Future. to give you the step up that I didn't have, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's, I think the hardest part is the sacrifice of, I mean, all of it of like, I can't go out with my friends on the weekends because I'm working and I can't, uh, sorry, I can't 
go out with my friends because I need to be home with my five-year-old because he hasn't seen me for 12 hours or something, you know. So different things like that. The lack of sleep, get used to having four hours of sleep. That You know, get used to that, you know. As I call, my favorite saying is uh, we're living the dream off of uh, um, caffeine and nicotine. (laughs) You know, that's how we're living the dream is off caffeine and nicotine. For now, now, until we freaking make it. Until we freaking make it, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's... I mean, the lifestyle before that was just a lot of working and dreaming, working and dreaming. Until you took the step. Until I took the big leap. Saved up the money to take the leap. Yeah, saved up the money. It was a process, right? That needs to be said, too. Yeah. These dreams didn't fucking happen. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, they didn't just happen. It was, I mean, again, it was a lot of crying and it was a lot of sacrifice and it was a lot of uh, doing, doing, getting up and going to work when you didn't want to. Because that was another thing. Pushing snow, that's something. Yeah, you can't. You, if you go, if you go to work with the mindset of you on the brain of like, oh, I want to do this. Well, of course you don't do it because you're doing it for you, and you is not a good enough reason Hell to yeah. chase your dreams. Like Whew. because when you're on you, you're only going to give, about, as I say, eighty percent. I love it. But you got to have a different intention when you're when you're chasing your dreams. There's got to be a bigger purpose, a bigger reason. Yeah, yes. so, I mean there has to be. Like it yes. can't be about you because if it is about you, you're going to crumble. You're gonna you're gonna make comp- you know sacrifices and compromises for yourself. I'm yep. like, well. I don't really feel like going to work today. Yeah. It's like, no, if, you know, you got to make choices that are not on you time. Hell you know, yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, Matthew McConaughey, I think said it like, who's, who's your hero? And it's me 10 years from now. Yeah. So I have to Green keep light. thinking, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> who's me 10 years from now? Well, I want it to be this person. Yep. Okay. Well then I'm, wor- I'm not working for my boss. I'm working for me 10 years from now. Hell yeah. That's who I am. I'm my own employee. Yeah. You know, so that's. That's a great mindset to yeah, have. Yeah, I'm working for myself. Yeah, and it's it's really something to sit down, think about where you want to be, and think think about those things, and think about what's required of somebody who's accomplishing those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. You want to make a million dollars, but you want to sit at your house and play Xbox. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Sorry. Doing yeah. what you're doing, you know. No, no. Not, so that's a, another thing too, you know. Yeah. Goals will lead you. To your prize. Yeah. You just got to hit them, right? Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bills is expensive. It was a family tradition. Now you're horseshoeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I mean, forging, being able to forge steel, you know, is just, it's just crazy. Being able to bend a horseshoe into the shape that you want and then put it on a hoof with nails. So what's the process look like right now? You, how do you get your equipment there? What's you set up? Yeah, so most farrier rigs, uh, they'll have like a truck with the farrier box in the back, right. and it's like a, a like I a, saw it come to aluminum, my great uncle's house. Yeah, aluminum farrier. box, and it's got all their shoes and equipment. In it. I'm running my business out of a Buick. Hell yeah, because we're in Iowa, <laughs> so, in so Iowa, it has to be a Buick. Yeah, and I, I you love know, that. All, actually, we all start. We all start somewhere. Absolutely. And, I mean, a lot of my farrier buddies in. Iowa they're like well, looks like me 25 years ago and exactly. I'm like okay good Georgia. like I don't have to be embarrassed when I pull up to a client's house and I'm in a Buick because the real clients are gonna go that was me this is determination hell yeah right here, hell you know? yeah and I got my logo on the side of my Buick and I'm just putzing down highway there. 20 you hell know yeah. here I, I come <laughs> you know got my, I mean people are like I think your Buick needs new shocks I'm like no that's because there's like 500, loaded. 500 pounds of equipment in the back like anvils back there I got like like a whole thing of horseshoes back there that's awesome yeah so. determination yeah it's my anvil stand sitting in the back seat with the rest of my tools and I got a car seat 
next to all right, my tools. To so it. yeah. Oh yeah. You're making it work. Making it work. Until the next, we mm -hmm. can figure out the next. Next step, <laughs> next you know, step. graduate. Yeah. 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 That's part of life. What you got to keep graduating. So. Yeah. Keep making it. What is a, f uh, the last thing I'm going to ask of you, yeah. what is like a fairy tale ending for you with your life? Barrel um, racing on the most competitive level, do it, taking this horseshoe thing. and Yeah, I would, my fairy tale ending um, would be just to be able. Ten years from now. Yeah, well, yeah, let's go. Let's ten, talk to that. Ten Georgia. years from now. Um, ten years from now, I would like to be able to be shoeing full time. Um, that's and how you're paying the bills. That's how I'm paying the bills. The bills are getting paid with horseshoeing. I'm able to have my own place, you know, with the horses on site. And then uh, being able to rodeo whenever I want, be able to create the schedule to be able to go where I want, want to rodeo. And then just be able to have, like, I mean, I'm going to say it. I want to have a family. Like, I want to have that's my fine, little my little Georgia. cowboys and cowgirls running around Hell the house, yeah. you know. Um, I want to be able to have that. So I guess more modern day, you know, um, little house on the prairie, Hell I guess, yeah. you know, I love more it. is like what we're thinking. So. I love it. But yeah, paying the bills with horseshoeing and rodeoing. Your passion, your determination, the things that you're willing to do to make mm. your dreams. Yeah. That's why I had to have you on the, the podcast. The sacrifices you got to make, it's huge. So. It is huge. It will make or break it. It'll right? make or break it. Yeah. You've got to, I mean, you've got to decide before you take the step. It's huge. And you've got to that's the big thing is before, I mean, I give lessons to kids sometimes and um, that's a big thing that I'll tell them is, okay, this isn't going to be easy and this is, you're going to have to do things and put things on pause that you didn't really want to do, but putting things on pause so you can, you know, resurrect what you really want is, yeah. is huge. Be true to the things you're really dreaming about. Yeah. Yeah. And so hyper-focused. Hyper-focused. That that's true. huge. Yeah. Hyper-focused. Yeah. You can't get out of here without the firing range. Okay. The portion. <laughs> I don't want to make you too nervous. The okay, portion. I am. I'm nervous. Well, don't be. It's not that bad. Marissa, okay. help me out with a few of those. Okay. So. Okay. This episode of the firing range is sponsored again by Rachel's Rosaries. Rachel Mueller, great friend. She was a past guest of the podcast. She's a top fan on Facebook. She's an awesome <laughs> friend. She watches our kids. Um, they're custom created rosaries that are awesome for gifting. Christmas is coming up, uh, the birth time of Jesus. It would be an awesome gift for that. You can find Rachel on Facebook at Rachel's Rosaries. Thank you, Rachel, for your support of the podcast. I appreciate it. Without further ado, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> the first one for you is, and some of these are like so obvious after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress or jeans. Oh, jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Boots or shoes? Boots. Are you on time or running late? I always am running late. Okay, I'm, always, I'm always running late, like 15 minutes late. That's, That's just fair. me. I have this mindset of like, oh, I'll give myself the exact amount of time to get there. And it's like, okay, that's not how life works. Still wind up late. <laughs> yeah, still wind up late. Are you throwing hay or picking stalls? Mm, picking stalls. <laughs> American quarter horse or a thoroughbred? Oh, American quarter horse. Rodeo or work? Rodeo. Sleep in or an early riser? Of sleeping. Is there sleep is like my savior. <laughs> well, when I get when I get a couple extra minutes, I'm like take we're, we're taking those extra minutes. Yeah. yeah. You should. Yeah. Um in the barn, are you playing pop music or country? Oh, it's a mix. Oh, it's you'll be mix? surprised. That, that oh, we go, we go, we go from uh, Zach Bryan to um, Cardi B. Like oh, that. wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't it's expect like, Cardi in the barn. No, it's all over. <laughs> are you choosing humans or horses? I pick my humans. 
I have my humans, okay. and then I have horses. That's good. <laughs> and your one skill, are you going to see the future, or are you, do you have the ability to change the past? See the future, have the ability to change the past? Which one would you choose to be able to do? See the future or change the past? I feel like I'd change the past because I feel like it would give me a step up. That's your choice. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I appreciate your time, yes. Georgia. Awesome. I think a lot of you, and I love that you're a modern day cowgirl. <laughs> Thanks. Hell yeah. Special thanks to my friend Katie Hine at Mattress by Appointment, Cedar Falls, for her sponsorship of season two of The World with Nate. 